Ben, actually, I, I hit him up. I was like, you better come podcast with us tonight, you pussy. No excuses. And I know he's been like doing that DoorDash grind and shit. And his, his go-to excuse is always like, oh, that's the busy time. Like, I got to be working. So I hit him up extra. And I was like, I will pay you the $30 that you're probably not even going to get working fucking DoorDash. Just, I will pay you to fucking come podcast with us. And so he did. He finally hit me back. He's like, I'm supposed to go to a hip hop show. You gotta, let's podcast tomorrow. And I just said, have fun. And he's like, seriously, let's podcast tomorrow. So maybe, and this is like a huge maybe, maybe we'll do a space with Ben tomorrow. And then you guys can actually like, be on if you want to actually talk instead of just typing in the chat but we'll see i we probably won't <laughs> we'll, we'll see that's so fucked up he can go see a show i know he can't come do a show yeah, with us. yeah i get it i get it that pussy be calling you got to pick up especially at his age i mean you know pussy don't be calling that often the, the older you get and then Next thing you know, you find yourself on an episode of Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid. <laughs> Are you Get- making assumptions that he's going with a chick? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's a pretty bold assumption. But All systems go! Prepare for countdown! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1! Blast off to adventure in the amazing year 400 billion! <laughs> Obscene, dirty, filthy, immoral. What are you people? On dope? Welcome to the Javel. Today is Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. And my name is Matt. And I'm BJ. And this is episode 827 of the Jamhole. God damn. Thejamhole.com. That's the website. Check it out. You can find all the other episodes there. Uh, got a quick... This was actually kind of cool. So last last episode, if you stuck around till the end, you you got to witness some some of my little just tinkering... And, and auditory hallucination happenings here. Uh, and, and I put together a little head-to-head uh, journalist versus journalist, podcaster versus podcaster uh, with our friend Timmy Boo from Distorted View. Uh, so I hope everybody enjoyed that. And I think if you wanted just that audio, it's still in the Telegram, like pinned somewhere. I don't know. You can probably find it there. Um, but the other thing we did is something, and I, I don't know if we're going to keep calling it Griff Tracks. I kind of like the way it sounds, but it, it only has to do with Riff Tracks because it like rhymes. There's nothing grifty about them. They are tracks, <laughs> I guess. And I, I don't know, maybe if you're like Hulu, you feel like we're grifting you, you, you Hulu. But we're really not. I feel like we're, if anything, we're adding more value to what Hulu already provides. So, and you know, one day perhaps maybe Hulu comes a knocking, maybe Netflix, maybe, uh, you know, Peacock. That's, that's a thing, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe they come knocking and they're like, hey, I like what y'all uh, did there with those griff tracks. <laughs> Why don't you uh, take these $5 million in cash money and par- partial, partially in, in crypto and why don't you come uh, work for us or with us? And I'll say, sir, you have yourself a deal. Five milli. That's and then, a good number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the first uh, Griff track is up. If you're a subscriber, if you're that one subscriber on our Patreon, on our Patronus, uh, you will have seen it there. As well as if you go to thejamhole.com and if you hit the menu... You see the menu, it says all episodes, and then the show. If you hover over the show, the first drop down there is Griff Tracks. And you can go there. Now, there's two, two audio pieces. One is the full mix, 
and that has our audio plus the audio of the episode of Naked and Afraid. So you basically just play that and watch the video from Hulu and just mute the video audio. And then the other one, if you prefer, is the half mix, which just has our audio. And then you sync it up to the Hulu video and play the audio from Hulu. So I, I figure I, I didn't know how people were going to do this. Apparently, most people just uh, just listen to the full mix without even really watching the Naked and Afraid episode. And they said it was hilarious. So uh, I'm glad it stands on its own. That definitely makes me feel a lot better. It also makes me feel not as better because it, it, it's maybe harder than I wanted it to be for people to figure out. Uh, I tried to cut it as close. Like if you start, <laughs> if you start playing the audio, right? So you go to go to the jamhole.com and you hit the Griff Tracks page, right? And you got your full mix audio here. If you start playing that, you have two minutes before you have to start the video, if that makes sense. And you'll hear me say it in the thing, right? And you'll hear the intro. And then I'm all like, a Florida retirement center, whatever the fuck I said, something about her big old titties and a Florida retirement center. So shit. Um, but yeah, it, it syncs up pretty good. It's, it, it's kind of cool. If you are actually on the Patronus, if you're that one person, uh, you can Chromecast it. There's like a button there because I made it an audio post and you can just like listen to that shit on your fucking TV or whatever the fuck you got your, your Chromecast hooked up to amazing it is pretty cool and it was fun to do and it didn't really take that much i mean it took some time to like mix it down but now that i kind of have an idea like it won't take that much longer so i'm curious what platform and what show i'd kind of like to stick to the reality shows i don't want to do movies and stuff because they're long i want to keep these you know like 45 minutes or less if possible um, but toss out there. We, we had a couple people mention, uh, some cooking shows because we've been watching those so we could, uh, griff track, a, a, an episode of, of whatever fucking cooking show y'all are into. Uh, and I'd like to do them across the different platforms so we can maybe hit Netflix next, uh, and then hit, you know, whatever the fuck Amazon, HBO, whatever. So, uh, the first one's up there, check it out, see what you think, see if it's uh, enjoyable for you. It was enjoyable for me. How was it for you? I liked it. I did. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. He's good. All right. Uh, I don't know if you guys really use iTunes. Uh, I don't. No. Uh, I was looking though, and I noticed that we have currently we have twenty nine ratings there for the Jam Hole since two thousand eight. So that's pretty special. Uh, we're currently sitting right at a three point nine out of five. So if you lazy cunts, even if you don't use it, could just like head on over there to iTunes and find the jam hole and just slap a five star on that bad bitch. Uh, that would be dope. Uh, the most recent was from 2014 <laughs> from our friend Mike Boudet, who I don't know if you guys know this. He's a host of a pretty famous podcast. If I do so myself. Uh, Sword and Scale, it's true crime shit. So, I mean, anybody with a true crime podcast is automatically more popular than us. But besides the point, uh, he's dope. And he said back in November <laughs> of 2014, he said, Master and Commander. Matt is the Master and Commander. That is all you need to know. Do not question it. So, thank you for that. Uh, January 2013. Bones said, great show. Do yourself a flavor and subscribe to the show today. Thanks. I think I will. <laughs> uh, let's see. The King of Assholes, eight, King of A-Holes back in eight. What's eight? August? August? Is that eight? Yeah. August 31st, 2010. He said, I gave this a chance. I did not like it at all. Well, it's not for everybody. Gave up <laughs> after a few episodes. Their voices are too annoying and the topics they discuss are all over the place. I prefer the other podcasts that these guys mention. I don't know. All right. Well, you know, it's not for everybody. It is for the mutt, though, from November 2009, who said it's just a great show. Been listening <laughs> for almost a year and a half, and I still love it. If you need a good laugh, this is it. And then back down to one star, B. Johnson, February 2010, said just odd. I know a lot of podcasts fit this similar structure, but I just think they... 
talk about weird stuff and have weird <laughs> opinions on the stuff they do talk about. I think it made me feel uncomfortable and weird inside, and I just didn't like that. They continually contradict themselves. I do not. Yes, I do. No, I don't. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's a few uh, reviews. Like, like I said, it's probably been since 2014 since I've even looked at these. Uh, Spork, May of 20, 2010, said more fun than a dead hooker. That's true. I mean, I don't know about... I can't speak to the, how fun a, a dead hooker is, but I, I would imagine we're a bit more fun than that, huh? I would have to say so. I would I, hope so. I would so. fucking hope so. I mean, I, I would hope so, right? Uh, how was your week? It was all right. Yeah? We're in March, first, uh, first week of March. Yeah. Just getting through this first trimester. Hey, did it hurt? What? When you fell? Out of bed from heaven? <laughs> when you fell from heaven out of bed, did it hurt? Do you remember when you fell out of bed? <laughs> Holy <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that long since we've done a show. I, I wrote that down probably as soon as it happened. I'm like naked, about to get the fuck on. And she like <laughs> falls, and I'm like, hold on, I gotta go write this down. I can't, be, I can't forget this. So do you, you do, you remember? I do. And I, I Did, didn't get hurt. Okay. That's good. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to talk about our, our ghost? Oh my God. It's not a ghost. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, sure. That's a, an opinion. Do you want to talk about it or no? Cause I'm totally fine. If you don't want to talk about, it. I don't want to alienate you any more than I already have on, on the show. Um, it's okay. You, is, that you okay, don't so, believe me. It is no, okay. I th- no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just said Occam's razor, uh, skeptically speaking, I think what you experienced was either a dream, a hallucination, or a ghost. And I think that it would be one of those three things more or more statistically plausible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I think it it one it, one of those things is more plausible than somebody actually trying to break into the house. So what happened was the other morning I wake up and I noticed some shits like moved around. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird because that shit's like never moved around, right? And right? so, so I go downstairs and I actually wake her up about it, which I usually don't do. I let her, you know, sleep because she likes her sleep. But the, like it just it it bugged me enough to where I was like, all right, before the kiddo wakes up, like I need to see what the fuck was going on. And so I, I wake her up. and I'm like, hey, did you move this thing? And she's like, oh, yeah, I moved it. And she like had this kind of spook look in her face like and i know she just woke up and shit but like she looked shook i was like did something happen like what what's up are you cool like what what's going on and what did you tell me someone tried to break in you said that you were you were chilling there and you heard the lock on the back door. What I thought was at first was the fucking wind and rain and shit because it was out there, right? It was very stormy, yes. And Well, it hadn't started rain yet, but yeah, there was noise from the wind and I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's just what I kept assuming it was because that's usually what it is. Okay. But... But then it wasn't? Wind doesn't make the lock turn. And you... You actually saw the lock turn. I you didn't just over hear it. The couch you, and put it back. And you didn't see anybody outside. Was I trying to look outside? Well, Fuck no, but no. I feel like you would have maybe sensed somebody out a, a, a presence there or something. Or you would have heard like a lock pick fall out of the lock or something. I don't know. I just feel like if somebody's that close, like you're gonna realize that you know i'm going into survival mode survival mode means lock the door get your gun okay so like i'm not i'm not waiting to like see if there's someone out there or not sure like there's two locks one's not locked one is locked 
And I just, um, I'll just throw this out there. I do, I pity the fool because I'm a heavy sleeper, obviously. But man, I pity the fool that like tries to come in here when she's down there and just, yeah, I, I would not want to fuck around or find out. So just, you know, <laughs> keep that in mind. I was sitting there eating nachos. I was sitting on the floor eating nachos. So you weren't even like No, I was sleeping sitting on the floor okay. with one of my earbuds yeah. in listening to music. Do you see where I hadn't my- had I didn't even get my bed and shit ready yet. I was sitting there on the fucking floor floor eating nachos. So I was not asleep. And shit moved. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you do you see where my skepticism comes from though? Just the fact that like you do have brain issues i guess for lack of a better (laughs) medical term you know because you have seizures and shit and like sometimes people's brains like it be playing tricks on you you know people see shit that isn't there people remember things that never happened like our brains are really like mushy when it comes down to it especially in a like a scared state or something like that or like if you were dreaming or something and woke up from a dream and you were like like i was listening to ants ant pruitt does a podcast called was what's it called people normal people talking shit or something god damn it he's gonna kill me for not fucking getting that right let's see if google knows ant pruitt podcast oh you know what you oh here we go everyday people (laughs) so i'm listening to this and his girl phoebe's talking about a dream she had where ant was cheating on her with Usher's wife. <laughs> okay. So she and said, fuck you. I'm cheating she, on you with Usher. <laughs> she, <laughs> no, she, she like legit woke up though, like ready to bust some heads and shit. Like, it's a really funny episode. You guys should definitely go check out his, his podcast or their podcast. It's uh, it's really good. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, but if you weren't even sleeping, and I, I know sometimes maybe you, you might like doze off, while you're not sleeping but if you're eating nachos i feel like you're awake yeah so that to me then that just comes down to and over the couch and so did it happen again or then you're just sitting there eating nachos with the fucking nine tucked like what (laughs) indeed i left my nachos i flipped the lock back and came upstairs okay and you you didn't think to wake up the man of the house during all of this, which I appreciate. What do I need you for? <laughs> I, I got know. this. I know. That's what I love about you. I want it's the man my you... gun. It's registered to yeah, me. No, no, if no, someone's shooting it, someone with it. I, I you know. know. I appreciate that. That's just one of the one of the things I love about you. <laughs> just take care of business. I just wake up and she'd be like halfway through like getting rid of this body, like, oh, <laughs> nice of you to join us. Grab a fucking saw, you lazy bitch. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So then you just yeah, no. And I, I'd have woke you up when you I would have told sl- you that the cops were on their way over here. Well, that I would appreciate <laughs> but, it. if you could actually wake me up before the cops are called. That would be <laughs> special. Um. So then nothing happened. Like, did it happen again, or what? No, I was I was, was up till almost four that morning. Just staring at the lock, just, like I wish a motherfucker <laughs> would just wish. Oh God. <laughs> Please, if there is a Jesus, let this motherfucker come in and try to steal some <laughs> copper or some shit. Oh, and see, that's and like, I've, I don't know. This this just isn't an area that kind of shit happens. If we live like downtown, I would definitely be like, oh, yeah, that was totally a fucking bum or something or, you know, somebody trying to fucking break in. But like here that that shit never happens. And if it does happen, it's somebody just checking car doors. And seeing who's unlocked and who's not, and then taking all the change out of your ride, you know, <laughs> like that. It's just it that shit just doesn't happen. Where, I know where it's we're at. Never so. fucking been an issue here. I've never even. But you you feel like it was a key too. State. It wasn't even like a no, lock I pick, don't, or you don't. I know. don't think it you was just heard, a key. I okay. I mean, could have been. Could have not been. That lock switched, and I switched it back. Because I feel like you would have heard if it was lock picks, but if it was a key, that's insane. Like you the just wind hear it and shit kept making noise out yeah, there. So yeah. well, up until creepy, that man. point when shit started moving. And I, I went and did my, my CSI forensics, <laughs> you know, the next day I got my kit and I went out back and I checked for, for Prince and everything. And Prince wasn't there. Rest in, in peace. 
rest in prince. And, uh, you know, I didn't see any footprints. I didn't see any anything that looked like somebody had either opened the side door or done any anything. No, like the ghost, you know. So, I don't know. Are you still shook or do you feel like now at this point it feels more like a dream because no. there was... Nope. No? No, it's not a dream or no, you're not shook? No, it's not a dream. Okay. Still shook on, on a level of one to... I'm fucking shook. Like how shook? Anna, my gun is no longer upstairs. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, what a time to be alive. I'm glad we can we can come back here every week or two <laughs> and just like kind of, you know, let people know how everything is and that we're still okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I touched, like, we've got five senses. No, I know. And I'm using four out of those five during this situation. That many cents aren't off. It's like a dousing rod. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My dick sense. This is kind of interesting. Researchers finally discovered why humans don't have a tail. Uh, If you listen to (laughs) George Clinton and the Mothership, you will know that a tail... It's just a long booty. Approximately 25 million years ago, an ancestor of both humans and apes genetically diverged from monkeys and lost its motherfucking mind. No, lost its tail. No one had identified the genetic mutation responsible for this dramatic change in our physiology until now. Dun, 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 go humans. We can't fix our fucking world, but we can tell you where our tails went. (laughs) We ended up tucking them so hard they eventually went right up our asses and turned into part of our lower intestine. No, I'm, <laughs> I was like, that can't be right. Really? <laughs> I'm waiting for Doctor? you to fucking Doctor? come up with something Doctor? else here. Doctor? In a new study published Wednesday in the Journal of Nature, researchers identified a unique DNA mutation that drove the loss of our ancestors' tails. It's located in the gene TBXT, if you want to get yours back, which is known to be involved in tail length in tailed animals. The impressive discovery began when first study author Boge, Boge, <laughs> that's you, a formerly a grad student at New York University who is now a principal investigator at the Broad Institute, where we investigate broads, uh, injured his tailbone there and became interested in the structure's origins. Bo, <laughs> Boje, Bo is really a genius because he looked at something that thousands of people at least must have looked at before, but he saw something different. Hmm. Uh, over millions of years, changes in DNA allow animals to evolve. No shit. Uh, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So science, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, our tails are gone because science. Uh, the researchers experimented with... But ins- we love tails so much that they make tails for us to put on. Yeah, well, butt plugs <laughs> and clip-ons, and I guess, if you're not, if you're yeah, not as like bold. carabiners. Yeah, yeah. Are you a clip or a plug sort of... Uh, I prefer the carabiner. Yeah? I, I like the little purple tail. Yeah. Pretty dope. You don't like the plug? Uh, mm, researchers experimented with inserting these same jumping genes. These are jumping, jumping genes, jumping genes, jumping genes. Like flash. a genes. Uh, they said it's exciting to think of how many other complex mutations like this could have generated important traits throughout human evolution. Uh, researchers experimented with inserting jumping genes into mice, and they found that the mice lost their tails. What? Hmm. Notably, evolutionary biologists hypothesized that the loss of the tail allowed humans to become bipedal. Hmm. We are the only paper here that has ever put together a plausible scenario for how it happened. It just, like, fell. Oh. Uh, we're now walking on two feet, and we evolved a big old brain and a big dick. And wield technology. We wield this technology. Fear us, for we are bipedal with big brains and dicks and technology. Uh, All from just a selfish element jumping into the intron of a gene. Astounding. Simply astounding. Meanwhile, Pleb Book Club update. 
Oh, if you're not depressed already. <laughs> uh, the end of the world is just the beginning. We're basically in the middle. I, this dude laid it out and said that, like, the 90s to, what was it, the 2015s-ish were, like, literally the best the best, the best fucking time you'll ever is the best <laughs> parts of of history ever that there ever was, that there ever will be. We've done lived through it, and we've blown through it, and now we're on that decline, which is gonna look different depending on where you live. And this book pretty much like breaks it down. It's super interesting. And uh, he says, <laughs> the Americans are an odd lot. There are a great many things about the Americans that generate a great deal of interest and offense, discussion and <laughs> argument, gratitude and jealousy, respect and anger. Many point to the dynamis, dynamism, dynamism, dynamism of the American economy as the quintessential manifestation of the United States' individualistic polyglot culture. That means we're fucking more dope than you. Uh, others emphasize its military acumen as a global determinant. Also true. Still, more see the flexibility of its constitution as being the secret to its two going on three centuries of success. It isn't that any of these are incorrect. All certainly contribute to America's perseverance, but I'm a bit more straightforward. The, I, I like how this guy writes. He, he kind of writes how I write, and he puts like little asterisks, and then he puts <laughs> little jokes down. So you think he's like citing something, but then he's just like some snide comment. <laughs> which I totally appreciate. I can appreciate that. Yeah, it's good shit. Uh, the American story is the story of the perfect geography of success. That geography determines not only American power, but also America's role in the world. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes, indeed. And uh, so, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to take away from that. <laughs> but like... If you got a farm near you, now would probably be like a really good time to go make friends with the farmer and like learn how to yeah. farm. <laughs> Shit's going down oh, and it's so going fucked. down so quickly. We're so fucked, you guys. Uh, oh. But if you want to, if you want to read about it, uh, yeah, this is uh, super interesting. Yeah, the human species is devolving hard. Yeah, and a lot of it he's talking about like how because we've had it so good, everything was always like geared and the uh civilized to death talked about this a little bit. The the narrative of perpetual progression, I think the NPP is what he called it. But it, it's like this idea that like you're constantly striving towards more and more and more and more and more, and eventually you run out of certain things and you get to a point where the foundation just like falls the fuck out from under. And then you're left with like all of this shit. Nobody knows how to do anything with and a population that's too old and then too unskilled and nothing in the middle. And he said like the majority of populations and countries right now are on this down swing so buckle up buttercup it's going to be a bumpy ride <laughs> oh my god yeah on it's, the, the it's... pleb book club <sighs> i love it that was a recommendation from the homie dawson uh nobody probably knows what that <laughs> means except me and him but he's a good cat it's just one of the crypto homies you know Touche. Sounds like a good read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am excited also, our uh, our new copy, because I, I think, I feel like Ben has my copy of Zinn's uh, History of the United States, the People's History of the United States. 
I had like a paperback copy that I've just had forever. Uh, and I figured, you know, since we're homeschooling, history is a class and mm-hmm. probably be good to not fill the child's head with a bunch of lies like ours were filled with. And so a uh, history class is going to consist of me reading <laughs> to my eight-year-old uh, some Zen. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it should go pretty well. You, you best yeah, be ready she's for some pretty questions. But. Not jaded, but she, she knows like she knows more than most, I guess, eight-year-olds should <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to know how I can grow my tail back. <laughs> uh, this one is called Massachusetts Hiker Finds Russian Message Hidden Inside a Helium Balloon. A message in a bottle from Russia with love. Hmm. And it somehow made it all the way to Upton, Massachusetts. Gentleman named Tim Fobes. He was hiking along the Sandra Pond Trail in Westboro with his two kids when they stumbled on a helium balloon. Uh, He got a a stick and fished it out. He was just going to pop the balloon and throw it away. But when he popped the balloon, a note fell out. And so, of course, doing what anybody would do these days, he went to Reddit and he was like, Reddit, (laughs) I need translation. Oh, fuck. Uh, He posted it to Reddit in the hopes someone could translate it. And uh, he got a whole bunch of updates and a bunch of comments and somebody translated it. And the letter said, dear Lord, (laughs) just someone in the gulag, like on his last day, dear Lord, as I strive for growth and reunion with you, it pains me to realize that beloved people are drifting away. Not everyone prioritizes growth. At certain points, primitivism is annoying. <laughs> I imagine how we all must be frustrating to you and the higher minds. It's terrible. Therefore, besides mercy and unconditional acceptance of the foolishness of a child, there's nothing else to ask for. I ask you for a miracle and more vodka. Oh, I ask you for a miracle. For a new game in the development of humanity. <laughs> he wants Baldur's Gate 4. Oh, uh, where, where there is no place for cruelty and suffering. Well, I don't think that's Russia, but... <laughs> I ask for mercy for humanity, which is decaying from within. This guy read the book I'm reading. I, okay, okay. I see why Google recommended this. Just as often... Mastitis develops in a mother's chest, yet her eyes are still full of love for the one who creates this mastitis. That's a weird way to say God gave me cancer, but you know what? I still love you, God. Mm. I ask for a miracle from you, for peace and love on earth. That, yeah, that's an interesting... That's crazy. Just some <laughs> Russian just waxing fucking poetic about... <laughs> About what he read in this book from the Pleb Book Club. (laughs) Dear Russia, I am on Twitter. I wonder how many of those he sent out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, The pain and grief in this letter hits hard, said one Reddit user. Another one said, although it's sad and I'm an atheist, I'm so happy to see something on Reddit associated with Russia or Russians that isn't horrible. (laughs) Damn. Nice. They ain't all bad. No. It's, I mean, everybody's everybody and everybody has assholes. There's dicks, there's pussies, and there's that, you know? It's just life. That's just how it is, regardless of the region. Uh, let's see. In kind of the same vein, but slightly different, more spy balloon news. Did you guys, have you heard about this? Have you heard nope. about this? Uh, some fishermen in Alaska delivered a possible spy balloon to the feds. Uh, Some commercial fishermen off the coast of Alaska found what officials are concerned could be another spy balloon, and they're bringing it to shore with them. FBI agents will meet the fishing vessel when it comes into port, which is expected to be sometime over the weekend. The Bureau will then transport the unknown object to the FBI lab in Quantico, where they will analyze it, like they have done with the other previous surveillance balloons. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they shared photographs of the object with law enforcement upon encountering it. All three sources emphasized that it wasn't clear exactly what the object was and that it may not be a balloon at all. Mm. Did you look for a message in it? Uh, so it's a UFO of sort. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... Well, no, they've identified it. They just don't know what... No, they really haven't. Yeah. If well, they don't know what, it's it in still their, is. Yeah, that's true. The FBI said in a statement Friday night, it is, quote, aware of debris found off the coast of Alaska by a commercial fishing vessel. We'll work with our partners to assist with the logistics of the debris recovery. So. Well, then. The existence of high-altitude surveillance balloons burst into U.S. consciousness last year when a Chinese spy balloon appeared to blow off course and transited across the continental U.S. Remember that? That shit was in, like, Montana or something? Yeah. And good old boys were like, hey, we don't <laughs> take kindly to you balloons. And I can get why you might want to fly it over a place like Montana. Yeah. I mean, they're, they, yeah. Allegedly some missiles there, you know? It's just funny that this, like, keeps happening and China's just like, ha, ah, fuck you, fuck you. And we're like, nah, fuck you, fuck you. But, like, we're both just teetering on the brink of just, like, complete fucking unrest and shutdown. Collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pentagon said that the Chinese surveillance balloon did not collect intelligence while flying over the country, but U.S. intelligence agencies did find that it used an American internet service provider Prodigy, no, uh, to send short periodic transmissions of data related to navigation and location back to China. Mm. China. Hmm. China. 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 Our service provider. So mm. how does that work? Yeah, it's probably Starlink or some shit. I don't know. Well. It's just like an AOL CD. <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail. Uh, this one is called 16-foot-long shark bites stranded pygmy whale's head off what? as human tries to rescue it. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, that, that, um, the voyage of Sorcerer 2, like, the, some of the stuff they were describing of, from, like, what they've witnessed firsthand of, like, the changes in, in like, ocean acidity and, and temperature and salinity and, and everything not great if you live in the ocean and you're like Mm-mm. accustomed to you know a certain ph and like a certain amount of so i don't know I, not great we have not been great stewards of this planet i bet you will <laughs> we'll do i pro we'll do way better next time i probably just next give us time huh? one more chance not mars give us another earth <laughs> I promise. A uh, huge shark bit the head off a stranded pygmy sperm whale in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. As a person standing in waist high water attempted to get the whale back out to sea. It is about time for the world to put the reset button on, whether you call it the universe, what? whether you call it yeah, God. I don't think we have much, <laughs> uh, much say in the matter, you know? I think a reset's headed our way. Probably in our lifetime, which is kind of the scary part. And the awesome part. Uh, why we would need you... the super volcanoes. <laughs> super volcanoes. Yeah, yeah. The incident took place in northern Hawks Bay on Mahia Peninsula. After a pygmy sperm whale and her calf got stranded on the beach. Chris Prentice, sole charge officer, told the newspaper that a witness said the shark was more than 16 feet or five matres. Uh, and killed the whale instantly. Yikes. I'm told when the shark hit the whale the first time, it came out of the water and took its whole head the fuck off. The fuck off. The fuck off. <laughs> there are not many sharks that can do that. The slain whale was 10 feet or three matres long. Uh, as the rescuer fled for shore unharmed, the shark took away its prey. I mean, you're not trying to get in the middle of that, right? That's fucking nature, like, at its raw dog, Yeah, you know? that's... Like, you want to eat that? Hey, by all means, bro. It's all yours. I was just bringing it to you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's something you stay the fuck out of. You do whatever you want to do. Like, that's their ocean. Stay the fuck out of it. Yeah. I'm sorry. More salt? <laughs> just kidding. Did uh, you walk on his little back fins into your kitchen when you were oh having God. your fucking steak? And Land be like, shark. Sorry. Land shark. 
Uh, New Zealand is well known for marine mammal strandings. Usually just one or two animals get stuck in shallow waters, but sometimes big groups strand simultaneously. The largest mass stranding in the country's history that occurred back in 1918 and involved around 1,000 pilot whales, according to the New Zealand Department of Conservation, the DOC. Could you imagine the smell? Of a thousand whales just on the beach, Dying? just cooking in that hot oh. New Zealand sun. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I can imagine I wouldn't like it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Uh, the DOC warned of the potential for increased shark activity around the Mahia Peninsula in January after about 45 false killer whales and bottlenose dolphins were stranded and euthanized. Damn. Several shark species feed on whales and dolphins, including their carcasses, and can be attracted to the site of whale strandings. So what? Stay the fuck out of it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, too late. I mean, (laughs) cool, good knowledge, but stay the fuck out of it. Yeah, well, they're just letting people know. Hey, calm down. Well, some of these people obviously aren't just wanting to have the knowledge. They think they need to go out and save them. saving them. (laughs) Oh, well. Sure. That's fucking crazy, starve though. the sharks and then when they come eating you like don't fucking don't blame the sharks that's your fault uh this is pretty sweet portland oregon showing up this week oh boy uh a major west coast city is in a state of emergency over fentanyl figuring out how to fight the demons is its own challenge uh actually it's really not that hard all you gotta do is like round them up and Give them a bunch of ibogaine, and the ones that survive will be better for it. And the ones that don't, well, you can feed them to everyone else, I guess. No, uh, starving sharks. Biking in one of the West Coast's biggest cities, police officer Danny Matthews spotted something out of the corner of his eye. What was that, Danny? It was a glint shining off a piece of aluminum foil in the hand of someone on the sidewalk. Matthew knew the man was using it to cook. Hold up, fam. Let him cook. (laughs) And he knew the substance in the small makeshift pan was the same potent, intensely addictive, synthetic opioid that has torn through Portland, Oregon, and countless other American communities in recent years, leaving a stunning trail of debilitating addiction and death. Fentanyl. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) He was still actively smoking right when we rolled up. The officer, his feet on the pedals, braked hard into a turn. He quickly dismounted his bike. I picture him like the Reno 911 dude with the bike shorts and shit, just like (laughs) getting off. Putting his kickstand up and getting off. He approached the man and handed over a $100 citation. But that wasn't all. Matthew also handed him a card printed with a phone number that could help erase both his new fine and, in the longer term, civic leaders here hope the sort of illicit substance abuse that's escalated on these cold Portland streets amid the nationwide opioid epidemic. Call this number. If a cop roll, if you were like just trying to get high, start your day. And, like, some fucking fruit on a bike pulled up with, like, a card and a $100 fine and was like, hey, if you call that number and make this fine disappear. Huh. I would tell him several different ways to go fuck himself (laughs) first. Uh, They call this hotline and they can get the citation paid for, the officer explained, but only if they agree with the trained substance abuse counselors on the line to a medical screening that could serve as a critical gateway to addiction treatment. Okay, so I'm sure they'll all agree to it. Yeah. For the time being, just so they don't have to fucking pay the thing, and then... And then you get, like, a nice spot to crash. As soon as they're far enough off that, poof. Yeah. I mean, a good reset, it it really, like, makes you feel like living again, you know? And at that point, we're going to lose more because then they're not going to have any tolerance. <laughs> I, I, I'm like mind blown away at how this 
hasn't just sorted itself out. Like I either we've made the streets a little too soft <laughs> or like our junkies are just next level. Cause like, <laughs> I, I feel like this should sort itself out pretty fucking easy. You know, I feel like they just don't have enough money. We need more drugs. No money. Themselves. <laughs> Uh, state lawmakers, meanwhile, overwhelmingly approved a bill this week to reverse a 2020 measure that decriminalized possession of hard substances, including fentanyl, which now awaits approval by the state's governor. Our country and our state have never seen a drug this deadly and addictive, and all are grappling with how to respond. I'm telling you, Ibogaine cleaned that shit right up. Yeah, they're grappling with, oh, that's a great place to go. So those kind of people are going there. I love, like, <laughs> like Purdue Pharma was just like, you yo. see these articles and people are like, that's my life. That's what I want. I'm moving to Portland. Right? <laughs> you guys are, it's legal there still? Dope. But like Purdue Pharma was like, we made this like the most amazing drug ever. And then China was like, hold our fucking sake. And then they made fucking this other drug that's like same, but like way different. And then just flooded the fucking just flooded everything everywhere all the time with it. It's lit. It's on everything. Everything. You can't walk down the street in Portland without getting it on you. You know, like, man, I feel good all of a sudden. <laughs> Ugh, I need to throw up all the fuck. Uh, off the bat, drug dealer arrests have increased. The fire department has launched an overdose rapid response team and outreach workers have begun saturating hotspots to help connect people with treatment. Uh, also expect an emergency declaration on public health campaigns and a further effort by officials to pool and use data to identify and respond to acute needs and gaps in service. Then figure out how to fill them quickly and long after the three month emergency period expires. Hmm. that's so crazy too because it's not that I, I don't know it just it doesn't seem like like there's there's more difficult issues that people are sorting out than this but they just can't seem to sort it out like i i just i will always be flabbergasted at, at that i feel like it's because the problem is going there like that's if you live that life and that's like how you want to live. Like about you're, that life. Yeah. If you're all about that life and all about that life, you're like, fuck, that's the place I want to go. Right. So you take your transient ass there. And, and then you get fucking officer dude up fucking rolling up on you with hundred dollar tickets. And you say, OK, officer, no tickets problem. To fucking Spanksville. And then that gets dealt with as far as I let you go. And then you're like, yeah. OK, starting over. Essentially, what has happened is drugs in Oregon are the same as a traffic ticket. Ah. Meantime, opioid overdose deaths in Oregon have increased from 280 in 2019 to 956 in 2022. See? It's working. You just haven't given it enough time. That's, it's that's been, what I'm saying. It's I agree been two with you. years, you guys. Like, chill the fuck out. Let it, you know, 956 in 2022. 628 recorded so far for last year. Like, you gotta like have that shithole in your country. It'll sort itself out. Just give us some time, guy. Relax. Here, take a pill. <laughs> Nationwide, the tally of drug overdose deaths involving fentanyl rose almost fourfold over five years through 2021. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported, and though early research published in Jamama, Psychiatry suggests no link between Measure 110 and organs increase in fatal ODs. Yeah, I mean, people are in OD regardless. Yeah, you know. definitely. It's unfortunate. Look at what has happened. Open fentanyl, open drugs on the streets, said Republican State Rep Jeff Helfrich, decrying Measure 110 as an unmitigated disaster. Be patient, bruh. Be patient. Portland didn't look much better before. Like, I mean, let's be real here. Portland's kind of always been a shithole, you know? I didn't enjoy it there. They're just using drugs as their fucking little scapegoat. It's, uh, what do you call that? 
wonderful mm-hmm. life? Oh, so yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> fentanyl's potency makes this battle a completely different fight. Uh, this organization this dude works for serves annually about 14,000 peeps. That includes medical withdrawal management help for over 3,000 people each year, about half of whom use the drug. Well, whose fault is that? See? You wanted a war on drugs, and then the drugs started winning. Well, (laughs) guess what? (laughs) Guess fucking what? (laughs) What is bike cops? (laughs) Fucking plebs. (laughs) Just rolling around like Narcanning people just to be a dick. (laughs) I wonder how much of that shit they like carry around in their little fanny packs. Oh, probably more than they carry fucking bullets and shit. They're just like fucking stocked up. Look like a fucking Rite Aid. Really, I feel like the only difference is is now mm-hmm. that you it's more open for you to go get, you know, like Narcan and shit like that. And it's just not under to the table anymore. Like yeah. the issue's right there, but it's not changed. It's just more visible. And they're having a problem with that because it makes their state look like shit. Yeah, well, your state kind of looked like shit before. I mean, there's anyway. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace, my man. So yeah, it's a political, political stunt. And I mean, shout out to this dude for not dying from a fucking drug OD, huh? Richard Lewis, man, rest in peace. Richard. My favorite in Robin Hood Men in Tights, of course. Uh, there's an article in the AV Club about how his role in. Robin Hood Men in Tights kind of brought him to like a new generation of of moviegoers and stuff. I bet. Super funny in that though. I mean, I he just really is. I have very fond memories of my grandmother taking me to see that movie like when it came out in theaters in in California, like just laughing at fucking it's a <laughs> Mr. Good show. Lewis. So Rest in peace, Broham. Bye, man. Bye. Uh, are you familiar now? I know you went out to the club mm-hmm. last night. You hit the club, club last night. How how was your club? Fucking what was that? Not what did you do last night? A bar is not a club. They well, are not one in the same. Yeah, same shit. Maybe no, not no, no. here, but um, no. A club is like. Casey's. Okay, like that's a weird the, reference, but all right. That's a cl- that's that's a mini that's a club dive bar. No, that's a dive bar that well, got okay. bought by a fucking kid who tried to turn it into a fucking nightclub so he could press play on his DJ setup. No, there's I don't actual, know. There's actually five investors on that, but that's I'm cool. sure. Yeah, like, it took five of them to fucking remodel that fucking shithole twice. We put stripper poles upstairs and downstairs now. Uh, this I thought was kind of interesting. I never, I didn't even know there was such thing as Christian nightclubs. Um, but apparently there is Nashville, Tennessee. I don't know if you guys are going to NFT Nashville. Maybe hit up a a, a Christian nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh my god! We Certain just like, have, like turn water to clubs. Yeah, but that's not this, I feel like. Uh, the young crowd at a Nashville nightclub was ready to dance under the strobe lights to a throbbing, a hot throbbing mix of <laughs> hip-hop, rap, and Latin beats. But first, they gathered to pray and praise God. And for that reason, I'm out. Sorry, guys. Have fun. Uh, the rules were announced on the dance floor by a mic-carrying MC to more than 200 clubgoers blanketed by thick smoke machine fog. Rule number one, no twerking. I see you over there. No twerking. I'm serious. Hey, Second God rule, doesn't like it when you twerk to I'm an awesome God. No, hey, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Awesome. Stop it. <laughs> rule two, no drinking. And rule three. No smoking. Everything else goes free for all. Now, the the last unspoken rule seemed obvious by then. No secular music. The playlist would be all Christian. Welcome 
to the Cove. <laughs> the pop-up 18 and up Christian nightclub was launched last year by seven black Christian men in their 20s. Okay. Among them, an Ivy League educated financial analysts, musicians, and social media experts who sought to build a thriving community and a welcoming space for young Christians outside houses of worship. This reminds me of that South Park where they're like, why don't we just start a Christian band? Because, like, you have to like it because it's, you know. <laughs> no, you can't no. go gold. You I go don't. frankincense or myrrh. Fuck. Uh, the launch comes at a post-pandemic time of dwindling church attendance, especially among black Protestants that surveys say is unmatched by any other major religious group. <laughs> Quote, we ourselves experienced a pain point of not being able to find enough community to get 10% from, to pat our pockets, and no, uh, to find enough community outside of our church, not knowing what to do to have fun without and I bet feeling you that bad. Nightclub, everything is donated. Like, oh, of course all it that is. money and gets free. Exactly. <laughs> Jamona, it's a nice cover, you guys. I, I, can, I can give them credit for that. Like, that's, that's the game right there. They don't need your credit. They're tax free. <laughs> uh, they, they said they didn't know what to do to have fun without feeling bad for doing stuff. That's conflicting to our values, said Eric Diggs, the Cove's 24-year-old CEO. There wasn't a space to cultivate that, so we created it ourselves. Out of that pain point, the loneliness, the anxiety, the depression, covid and the long quarantine. <laughs> Proving that Christians can be cool, not corny. Ah, uh, is it though? Oh. Before their first monthly party in November, they set an ambitious goal. Get 1,000 followers on social media. We ended up getting more than 10,000 because turns out you can just buy them. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Christians get a rep for being corny. Uh-huh. And we want to show that Christians can be normal, can be cool, and they can have fun. Eh, well, yeah, I guess. Uh, second equally popular event was time to ring in the new year. A third was held in February. When I say G, you say sus. G, <laughs> sus. So wait, wait, you, you can't drink, but they didn't say anything about drugs? That's not on there. Well, obviously. But they didn't say it. We're going to burn this bush. Uh, for weeks on... Oh, here's their Instagram account. This should be lit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The Cove Nashville. Uh, Christian party, March 16th. Okay. She met her best friend at the Christian nightclub. Oh, yeah. Look at these fucking yahoos. This is who I want to fucking party with. Pav, you're at a Christian nightclub in Nashville singing Kirk Franklin with 200 other young adults looking to meet people, build community, and have fun. Oh, God, stop it. Stop it. Uh -uh. Stop it. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. I did, like, this youth group thing <sighs> when I was in high school. They're just, like... Get their trust and then traffic them to the island. Like, well, I mean, I'm, I don't want to be presumptuous here, but, you know. It's total front. Yeah. It's cover for something. Yeah, seven black guys. I mean, no <laughs> offense to, like, the homies or anything, but, like, really? Okay, okay. Uh, food trucks in oh, the parking no, that lot. that white guy with the big beard looks pretty sketchy, too. Oh, they're just praying. Don't judge. This, They're this praying. whole situation is sketchy to me. They're praying together after a night of dancing. Please, Lord, hide the smell of all these hoochie mamas so that my baby mama does not smell them on me. <laughs> that $3 can of Coke, uh, Coke uh, is, um, that's, that's going into the donation plate. Like That actually just goes, you know, they can give us as much as they want or as little as they want. 10%, first 10%, not the last either. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fucking chipping out on Jizo. Food trucks in the parking lot waited hungry clubbers. Cha-ching. Inside, good... Benji Schuler sold vintage clothes with religious messages that hung from racks. A white t-shirt with the iconic Pepsi logo read Jesus. The choice of a new generation. Oh, oh it got me right in my cringe bone. Oh, you guys, stop. Stop. 
In lieu of alcohol, vendors sold overpriced sports drinks, bottled water, and soda. Organizers cheerfully set up early. Making money. Overpriced. Just like <laughs> counting that money in their fucking heads. Oh, yeah. They hung Christmas-style lights from ceilings, sang a cappella, and rehearsed their best choreographed moves. Oh, God, stop it. Oh, God. I hey, man, she I looks can't. like she's two seconds from twerking. She is. Not, look I, at that hand in the that. air like that. She, that. Is, she is. Look at those nails. Oof. She's pop, lock, and dropping it right there. No doubt. Wearing a blue hoodie embroidered in white with young sons of God, Eric Diggs asked organizers and volunteers to join him in a prayer, to which they replied, Shut the fuck up, faggot. No, uh, dear God, thank you for this night, he said. Amen. <laughs> thank you for all this cocaine and all this pussy. Praise Jesus. Amen. The good news is if you're a person that does like to go out to the bar and clubs, this is diverting those kind of people away from you. That's true. Because if hopefully I was somebody they will that go liked to, to leave that my house, nightclub oh, yeah. instead of going to the bar and then trying to preach to Fuck, you about should, something. The next album, I should just drop a, a Christian rap album <laughs> and just do like, oh man, just milk them for all their monies, all their dollars. So I can honestly appreciate that. All y'all go there. Cool. Uh, Nia Grant, 18, attended the club for the first time. She moved from Grand Rapids, Michigan four months ago and said she had been praying to make like-minded friends. I think joy and religion can go together. Yeah, ask Jesus. I don't think he would. Uh, said Gant, who wore nose piercings, Air Jordans, and ripped <laughs> jeans. God, she said, is joy. Is it? Is he? Is, is she? Is, is it? Soon after I mean, a line of people, people who, I guess. Soon after a line of people who had bought tickets in advance snaked outside to enter the nightclub at the door, security officers in bulletproof vests. For why don't you just ask Jesus to protect you? Whoa. Oh, does it not oh Mister? he works in Mystery Right. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's kind of uh weird, huh? You are definitely doing some sketchy shit. You know what that you tells have me? Fucking people whose oh, faith no, no, is no. shaky. Oh, no, no. That's not very faithful. If I saw my followers wearing bulletproof vests and I was like, hey, I'm fucking God, I'll protect you. And then I still see you wearing the vest. I would think that you didn't trust me. No. And you know what I do? You've lost faith. Send you straight to fucking hell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll put a link to this in the show notes at thejamble.com. I'm just going to get like angry reading it. And it's the end of the show, so I don't want to get angry at the end of the show. I want to be happy. Happy. Happy to get my fuck on. I'm happy to watch you twerk. Happy to get my fuck on. And I'm, um, let's see if there's anything else. I don't think so. The rest of this is just kind of filler. That's right. I had a bunch of filler in there, but okay. lucky for y'all, we didn't even have to feed it to you. That's good. So, all right. Uh, anything else? Mm, Is that good? You don't feel, think so. Are you satisfied? I am. Okay. Are you ready to satisfy me? Sure. All right. Email info at thejamhole.com. Thejamhole.com. <laughs> That's the website. Check it out. Make sure you check out the new Griff tracks. And uh, I hope that maybe gives people a reason to uh, go pitch in some money at the Patronus. If you want, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. You know what? Do do whatever you want. Thejamhole.com, that's the website. We will uh we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit 
something kind of uh, embarrassing. <laughs> and you guys are gonna make an awe sound. It's true, it really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go And it's fine if I don't know, I already sold my soul Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino Feeling up, I'm in a bowl, with these avalanche flows Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's Putting wins on the board every fucking day They love me on the team because I know my fucking place Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning I Inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. You are listening to The Jam The Jam, The Jam, TheJamHall.com Matt, DJ, this is future Matt. I gotta say, I just finished listening to a future episode of The Jam Hole, and it was good. So keep up the good work. I love you both. Also, donate the pork. All right, bye.